Hey y'all, how's it going? Welcome back to another episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. Today's episode is pretty exciting to me because what we're going to be exploring is different formats of podcasting. So my show has been pretty much solo episodes and interviews, but there's another style of podcasting that I personally love listening to, which is more of an editorial style, meaning it's piecing together different audio snippets. It's way more intensive in the editing process, but it can really create a narrative and a story for your listeners. And so some of you may not know, I was in a duo called Baseline Drift, and it was a really fun project. I was in it for five years with my music partner, Sync, aka Rachel Lindsay. And she's a wonderful content creator, songwriter, singer, actress, just a great human being. We had a blast. We got to tour around the country, open for our heroes, score a Robin Wright short film, uh, our music's in Netflix shows, sci-fi channel shows, really was an extraordinary experience. And when we released our last album, we sat down and created a mini podcast deconstructing some of our favorite songs that we wrote, which means we went through layer by layer and talked about the songwriting process. We talked about how we chose sounds. We talked about the meaning of the song itself. And I think that you all will like this if for no other reason than exploring how you can splice together different clips, different interviews, and create a much deeper, denser, richer narrative for your audience. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. This is Songwriting Secrets, Lover's Apocalypse, Deconstructed, and you're going to hear a little bit more about my musical journey with Sync and also um, this very meaningful song that we wrote called Lover's Apocalypse. Hope you enjoy. Listen in as we deconstruct our song, Lover's Apocalypse, layer by layer, and go behind the story of how it was written. Hi, I'm Sink, uh, one half of Baseline Drift. I'm the vocalist. My name is Kaylee Marks. I'm the other half. I produce the beats and the music behind a lot of our songs. Yeah, and we, we really co-write everything together. Uh, it's a group effort with composing and writing, so we're, we're a great team. We are a great team. Actually, it's, it's kind of rare to be able to co-write words with someone. I feel like it's a really vulnerable thing, and working with you has always been really easy in that regard. And neither of us are uh, egotistical in, in holding on to ideas. I was just about to say, there's, like, there's no ego there, and it's, it's lovely. It's really nice. So really this song began um, while I was in a relationship in the beginning stages and I was feeling a lot of love at that time and so I sat down to write this riff. That relationship ended and the song became kind of sort of nostalgic, melancholy lullaby. It made me feel something immediately without adding anything, and I feel like that's always a really good place to start because if you start from that foundation, anything you add on top of it is going to enhance that already potent seed, that core emotion. So after that, um, I, my dad used to tell me about Johnny Cash and his production technique of adding a piano bass note. 
as this way to give like just this gravity and seriousness to a to any production so you just play one piano bass note and then you know i wanted to kind of reinforce the backbeat a little bit and create this this little pull and push and pull between the guitar and the piano And to fill out some of the higher end frequencies and give it this sort of sparkle, I just played this harp preset and made this little arpeggio that, that kind of sits nicely on top of those three combined. My favorite part about electronic music is the drop. It's just it's such a fun part of music to do. And with a lot of our music, our darker, heavier stuff, that it fits really easy. But with the softer stuff, it always feels like, okay, how are we going to deliver that punch, you know? And I think this song talks a little bit about that naivete that happens in the beginning of relationships. And then as it transforms into deeper, the deeper realization of what love means and what it entails and the pain that comes with that and the beauty that comes with that. So the bass adds this darker grit to it that I think helps give that contrast between that higher end piano, guitar, harp, and, and the lower frequencies. We were having sort of a studio session and maybe I requested having a weird hawk sound. <laughs> I don't know why, but it felt right. And, and it, I mean, it really serves the song, I think, but we did have a moment of getting a little too ambitious with it. So it was, you know, after every measure, we had this, like, big call <laughs> sound. And so we had to, like, scale that back in the end. But it's this really nice kind of cherry on top, I think. You know, little breadcrumbs that you find along the way of the song. got a lot of inspiration from Taku on this beat and I wanted I wanted it to be really sensual and intimate and so using breath is like a really effective way to create that mood and I wanted to keep it still spacious you know not 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 too aggressive and just something that would help give give a floor to the whole whole piece and, and move it along and so those breaths are part my breaths and part yours that, that we had recorded at some other session some other time. And you gotta love claps. Always love claps. We're big fans of claps. <laughs> I was in Austin for a show and you, you started playing this instrumental for me and sort of prefaced it as this other track that you were working on and it was just sort of floating around and you didn't know what you were going to do with it. And I heard it and was like, can we please make this for Baseline Drift? I love this. I love this. And Because, you know, I was feeling the emotion of it right away, too. Um, I think it just is apparent right when the song starts. So... I remember we were getting ready to go out somewhere that night and, you know, I'm like putting makeup on or something in the other room, hearing this and just the melody and really the the lyrics to the first part of the song, like the first verse just immediately started flooding into my head. If the world is gonna shift, 
I always think that's a really cool experience when it just feels like you're this vessel and, and words are just flowing in and a melody is just flowing in. With silent whispers on my lips A haven built in human form And then after that, we had a more dedicated studio session where we really co-wrote that those bridge vocals you know and that's where the term lover's apocalypse was born and we felt like when we came across that term just in our writing process it felt like oh okay here's the kernel you know to bring this all together here's the here's the story hypocrites fingertips our own lover's apocalypse no one can say that we're alone. It's always about what, you know, what can you take away? And I'm really bad about putting way too much stuff in our productions. And you're always like balancing that out with like, yo, minimalize, minimalize. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, having that yin second. And yin and yang. yeah. So having that second uh, verse be set against spaciousness. And so, you know, those har- the guitar harmonics are just like a really nice pad for the words to sit more st- up front. When again, it's sort of, it's space, but it's swelling space. Yeah, I think of this song as like waves. Yeah. Ooh, that's a really good way of putting it. <laughs> new, new discoveries every day. So once we had this concept of a lover's apocalypse, and it felt like there was this weight and depth to the the context and the content you know of the lyrics behind a melody that's that's very uh almost nostalgic i was back in new york we were still kind of working on this song and the second verse lyrics started coming to me um and i really i was honestly using my my grandparents uh as inspiration because my my granddaddy passed away uh, and just three months later, my grandma passed away and it felt like, you know, just one of those really monumental moments of these people who love each other so much and they feel so connected that, you know, they're, despite death, they're, they're sort of intertwined. And so those lyrics, you know, about finding, finding someone in the empty space and, and what if the world takes you away is is really just talking about that concept of losing your loved one and and are you apart or are you still connected in some way Don't cry my love don't be afraid You'll find me in the end The song sat in a sort of stagnant form for a long a long time didn't really know how to finish it. it it felt a little repetitive we just had the verse and the drop and the verse and the drop and i wanted to add some color to the end so i just overlaid electric guitar duplicating the riff which always gives it some different tonal characteristics that are nice One of my favorite things to do is reverse everything. It's kind of, it's like an addiction. And even if I, I have to like go through a project and reverse all the sounds just in case, (laughs) even if it doesn't stay that way. So yeah, there's a ghost image behind that 
ending. And I remember a different melody kind of popped out in my head. So I quickly, like I usually do, uh, sent you an off-key voice memo of it, probably. <laughs> I uh, love those. They're my favorite <laughs> when I receive them. Don't judge me, think. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, so I recorded that part down, sent it to you. And that, that gave the Silence end a little bit of a distinction. Fading. Yeah, and I think also just adding this male voice kind of creates that it just finishes the partnership too you know we start with this this female voice and suddenly at the end we have these harmonies of two people and it just it just adds so much depth i think i will see you again that's really amazing actually i never thought about it like that but it is like a joining of those two forces because i don't sing anywhere else i mean we had tried a couple times to for me to lay down some harmonies but we just Never, it never felt right, but at the end, it really works. It's and that is so interesting to me. Like doing this in-depth look into the song and talking about it is actually accessing more truths within it that we didn't even quite know. And that's what I love about art. It's just so beautiful. Uh, so the the crazy twist to this song is just that life, you know, as it does, took over and, and things change and, and our reality changes. And so I, in the middle of this process, lost somebody very near and dear to me. And um, it, it really kind of blocked me from being creative for a long time. And there was a good six months, I think, where we were we were almost done finishing this album, but... I just, I didn't have the emotional capacity. I didn't have the energy. It felt really hard to create. And finally, um, Kaylee came to New York. We were playing a festival. You you just had this really great idea and it was strange. Again, musicals, soulmates. You said, I think it would be really cool if you recorded a voicemail um, to this person that you've lost and I knew you were gonna say that to me and I was like no I don't I don't want to do that but I know I have to do that it felt like yeah this is right for the song and um so I did and it was it was one of the hardest things I've ever done is to sit down and call someone that's not here anymore um that's really really hard It was it, like an amazing honor, and I took it really seriously to to get to work with such potent uh, content. Like I, I felt bad even asking, but we have that kind of friendship where I can just I can at least throw the idea at you, right? And I, and I was really ex- like happy that you were down to do it. And when you sent it over, it was like really intense chopping up the voicemails and deciding where to put them in the song, and it gave the story this immediate like goosebump factor and i mean it's real it's not just a song anymore it's it turned it into something that i think is art and that was a gift from you to the song and the whole process was just like so so long and so many evolutions and changes in it and for it to finally find this this home in your process was really beautiful I think the really difficult thing about making art is, is especially when it's your personal life um, coming into play, is that you're trying to make 
this infinite feeling feel finite or you're turning it into this finite piece. And so the, the voicemail was really difficult. Just, just recording the voicemail was hard, but then feeling like this is, this is a nonstop infinite, you know, just multi-layered feeling of mine that I'm turning into a two-dimensional soundscape of some sort. Um, it's tricky. It just, it makes you feel, or at least it made me feel weird. And I still can't really describe how, but I think it was so important to the song. And I'm really glad it's in there. Through doing the voicemail recording and, and putting in the song, we realized when I came up and visited you that there was this whole space that could be created before the last drop. And I wanted to strip everything down. And my favorite part of recording is the layered loop. And so we, we found this riff that by accident while we were rehearsing for our show, found this, this other part. And it it's this almost like innocent, hopeful side all of a sudden. It like shifts the mood of the song. It gets a little like happier. And then it drops into the full, the full thing, which has more, more guitar backing up the drop and just filling it out. And we layered those choir vocals, those oohs, to, mm -hmm. to give it that sort of angelic and, and more, more soulful uh, sound. When we submitted all the songs for our album, Give and Take, which is out now on all platforms streaming. Check it out. We were really unsure whether or not Gravitas would want to uh, put out a softer song like this. And they've, they've done that for us in the past, which is just a testament to their pushing the boundaries of uh, electronic music and spreading good music and doing good things with good music. Um, but to, we were very relieved that it, that it made the cut uh, because it's so potent. Thanks for listening. Now, here's our song, Lover's Apocalypse. I'm the one. I've been writing my dreams about you down so I don't forget, but um, they just keep making me feel so sad every day. And I just wanted to tell you that I love you so much. gonna shift At least I'm safe inside your arms With silent whispers on my lips A haven built in human
with the world and the planet is going through an enormous struggle and an enormous transformation right now it's my belief that the best way forward is for each of us to find our purpose to share our passions and to communicate with each other so that we can amplify what we love who we love and those voices that need to be elevated we turn up the volume This isn't just another course. This is a community that will take you to the next level. You'll be guided to launch your own podcast and distribute it so that the entire world can hear it. This isn't just launching a podcast, my friends. This is about using the power of your voice to amplify what you love. (laughs) 